Welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyons Podcast. We hope that this message encourages you and blesses you. I want to speak to you today on the most amazing, merciful, and wonderful love that you and I will ever experience in our lives. Now, some of you here that have a spouse, or maybe your parents, you can relate to a wonderful love. Maybe you grew up in a loving home. Maybe it's your spouse that loves you so much and, and uh, appreciates you like they should. But I want to tell you today that there is a love above and beyond that, a greater love that you and I can only experience with the Father, and that's in relationship. Can I get an amen? amen. That love is because he desires to have a one-on-one relationship with each of you. You are his children. One of the things I often say here in this church is, you are a child of the king. Everybody say that with me. I am a child of the king. That is true. That is straight from the word of God. You are a child of the king. So today I want to talk to you about this love as children of the king that he gives you. And I've titled this sermon today, Whosoever Believes. Whosoever Believes. There's a scripture in the Bible, and there's, there's a, in the Bible, I'm talking about the Old Testament, New Testament, 39 books in the Old Testament, 27 books in the New Testament, combined 66 books that make up the Holy Bible. But there's one scripture that's the most quoted scripture in the entire Bible. And I want to turn there. And many of you know that I'm referring to John chapter 3 and verse 16. It's up on the screen for you. I want to read this to you. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. See, our God, the God of the Old Testament, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of Moses, this same God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross for you and I. His only begotten son, the word of, the word of God tells us, And why did he send it? Why did I need to be saved from what? Well, the Bible tells us that you and I are born sinners. We're born sinners. We're born with sin. And until you come to recognize that in your life, that you need forgiveness of sins, the Bible tells us that you are not forgiven and that you will die in your sins. That is straight from the Bible. None of this is what Pastor Rick thinks or what Foothill Christian thinks. The Bible tells us this. I remember in my mid-twenties, I I didn't grow up in church. I didn't grow up attending church. But I remember in my mid-twenties going to church for the first time and because of a personal need for God. I was at a point where I said, Lord, my life's going in a mess. It's going down this bad road. I was living not righteously, not anything. It was so opposed to God. I needed him more than ever. And I began to cry out to him at that beginning of that year in January of that year, many years ago. And I said, Lord, if you're real, I need to see that you make yourself real in my life. And I was invited to attend a service somewhat like this. And I heard the gospel explained to me for the very first time in my life. Here I was in my 20s, in my mid-20s. See, prior to that, I thought just being a good person, I could get to heaven. I thought maybe just going to church on Christmas and Easter with everybody else in the family, I could get to heaven. I thought 
well, maybe just being respectful to my parents and my grandparents, I could get to heaven. I thought, well, I haven't killed anybody. I'm, I'm not that bad. I could get to heaven. But you see, none of those things get you to heaven. None of those things. We, we can actually be in church every day and still not to get to heaven if you don't have that wonderful, loving relationship with your heavenly father. Yes. See, your heavenly father desires a loving relationship with each of you. I want to share a scripture with you because at this time, when I first heard that gospel, a light clicked on spiritually in, in my spirit. Something became alive in me. I didn't understand it. And I want to share a scripture with you. It's found in the gospel of John chapter 8 and verse 12. And the words are this of Jesus speaking. He says, again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Now it started to make sense. All of a sudden now I had this light that was pointing things out to me and spiritually I'm speaking about. Let me, let me uh, give you an example of how this applies to you and I. How many of you, like me, get up at 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning? You know what I mean, because you have to use the bathroom or whatever the case might be. You've you got to get up in the middle of the night. Well, it's dark, and most of us are barefooted, and we're walking, and we're just hoping we don't stub our toe, our foot, before we get to the bathroom, right? Can I get an amen? Most of us are hoping we don't hit something. There's nothing worse than stepping on something barefooted, hitting your foot against a door, or worse, stepping on a Lego. That's the worst, stepping on a Lego, a little toy. That is absolutely torture right there. But see, it's amazing what happens if you just turn on the light switch. When you turn on the light switch, all of a sudden, those things that were hidden are just bright as day right there. And you realize, oh, man, I could have stepped on that. I forgot to put that away last night. Or I could have stepped on this. I, I should have put that under the bed and I left it hanging out. I could have stepped on it and hurt myself. God operates in the same way. When he comes into your life, he gives you direction. He gives you clarity. Can I get an amen? See... Light exposes darkness and exposes those things that would be harmful to you and I. In the same way, when we ask God to forgive us of our sins and we invite him to lead our life, to give us direction, he gives us light. The word of God says that the word is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. It gives you direction. It tells you, well, I don't know if that's what you really should be doing or going in that direction. Maybe you ought to be going here. And it makes things clear for us where before I was, I was constantly heading down this road. Now all of a sudden I had this light, which was Jesus Christ. He is the light of this world. All of a sudden he's guiding me. He's directing me. He's showing me the path I should take. Now getting back to our sermon text, John chapter 3 and verse 16. Not only did God so love the world and send his only begotten son, but he goes on to tell us that whoever, whosoever, everybody say that word, whosoever, that's speaking to you and me, whosoever, believes on him, believes on Jesus, will not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, I don't know about you, but 
I want to have everlasting life with him. I want to one day walk on the streets of gold. They're, they're not going to have asphalt up in heaven. The, the, the roads are made of gold. I want to be able to walk with him and, and talk to Moses and Abraham, Isaac and Jacob and, and, uh, and all the figures of the Bible and say, hey, what was going on in your mind? Adam, what were you doing eating of that forbidden fruit? You knew better than that. I, I want to hear from these people. I want to talk to them. And God promises us this everlasting life. But there is a simple process. And I just want to touch on that briefly. For receiving what God has for us. That leads to a life everlasting filled with blessings. And it starts with this. Number one, we have to recognize that all have sinned. All have sinned, the Bible says. All have sinned. Everybody say all have sinned. All of us. You know, how many here have heard of the Ten Commandments? Raise your hand if you've heard of the Ten Commandments. Now, if I were to ask you if you obey all Ten Commandments, and if you said yes, I'd say, uh, I think you need to come over here and say a prayer of forgiveness. Because all of us have lied at some point. We've not honored maybe our parents at some point. We've all broken one of the Ten Commandments. But we always tend to focus on, on the big ones. Well, I haven't killed anybody. I haven't murdered anybody. But God says, who is without sin? See, the thing is, nobody is perfect. None of us here. Pastor Rick is not perfect. None of us here are perfect. That's why we needed a savior. So the first thing he tells us in in the book of Romans, chapter 3 and verse 23, listen to this verse here. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That includes you and I. All have sinned. You and I need to recognize that we are sinners. The sooner we recognize that, the sooner we can begin this walk with God. Because at the end of the day, none of you are perfect. I'm not perfect. Neither are you. And if you don't believe me, just ask your spouse. They'll tell you real quick. You are not perfect. Ask your parents. They'll tell you. They'll remind you of how imperfect you were growing up as a child. Right? So sin, because we're sinners will keep you from having a relationship with God. There's, the Bible describes a gulf. There, there's a gulf there. You cannot have communion with God, a relationship with God because of this. The second thing is that we need to recognize is that the wages of sin is death. Let me ask you right now. How many here have jobs that they go to tomorrow? Raise your hand. If you have a job tomorrow, you're going to. Well, first of all, thank the Lord for that in this COVID-19 experience that you still have a job. And here, secondly, all of you get a wage. You, whether you get paid weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, whatever your salary is, you earn your wages. In other words, you worked those 40 hours, those 80 hours, those 160 hours, and you earned those wages. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 6 and verse 23, for the wages of sin is death, but... See, God always does this. He'll point something out and then he'll say, but, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. See, the Lord is gracious enough to point out that we are sinners, but he has given us a gift. A gift is free. It's like, here you go. All you got to do is just receive it. You don't have to get baptized for it. You don't have to belong to a church. You don't have to give money to a church. It's just receive it. It's that simple. It's that simple. 
I can't emphasize that enough. Wages are what we earn. When you go to work, as I mentioned, you get paid that salary because you earned it. The wages of sin is the same way. It leads to death. A spiritual death is what it's referring to, is a separation from God for eternity and eternity. It's forever. So the second thing we recognize is the wages of sin is death. The third, third thing is Christ died for us. He died for you and me. We just read the scripture, John 3.16, the most quoted scripture in the entire Bible. If nobody else in this world was here but you, or just you, he still would have gone to the cross and died for you. Yes, he died for the millions of people at now, past, present, future. He died for all of them. But even if you would have been the only one here, he still would have gone to the cross and said, this is how much I love you. Yes. Are you getting the love, the sacrificial, sacrificial love he has for you? Because it is tremendous. Romans chapter 5 and verse 8 tells us this in the scriptures. It says this, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Even in the middle of our lives, in the middle of what we're going through, Christ still died for us. He still said, I love you. And that I want to have a relationship with you. Christ loves us so much, he offers his love and grace towards us. If I can have the worship team come up, I told you I wasn't going to take long this afternoon. But the fourth point is, confess with your mouth. Confess with your mouth. Romans chapter 10 and verse 9 declares these words. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Did you catch that? The word of God says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. That means Jesus is everything. Jesus is, is, is everything to me. When you declare that and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Saved from what? Saved from an eternity without him. You see, why is that important? Because I want to point this out. The devil believes in Jesus, but he's not saved and going to heaven. What separates it is that we believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead and that will save us. We are saved from our sins. And I want to conclude with this fifth point, whosoever. Romans 10, 13. And again, say this with me. I am a whosoever. Listen to this scripture in Romans chapter 10 and verse 13. For whosoever, and put your name in there, just put your name in there. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. For Andrew shall call upon the name of the Lord and be saved. For Melody will call upon the name of the Lord and be saved. For Alex will call upon the name of the Lord and be saved. That is the simple gospel. Unfortunately, here's what happens. In this day and age, we have churches, pastors that complicate the, the simple gospel. The gospel is intended so that children can receive this and understand it. 
It shouldn't be as convoluted as we make it. Over the centuries, over time, people have made it so complicated. It's very simple. God loves you. You are his child. It doesn't matter what you've done, where you've been, what you've gone through. He sees the hurt you have this year. 2020, if we could just fast forward, we would all do that. But we don't know what's coming up in 2021 either. We don't know if it's just going to be worse. None of us know that. But here's the great news. God loves you. He loves you. He, he sees the, the tears you have had during this time. Maybe you've known somebody that's lost a home in these fires. Maybe that's someone here today. I, I, I pray not. Maybe you've lost your job. Maybe you've had your hours cut back. Schooling is difficult nowadays for you parents. Schooling is difficult. I get that. But God wants to remind you, he's your comforter. He's your peace. He's your strength. He wants to encourage you every day. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. He'll never leave you. In the middle of all that, he'll never leave you nor forsake you. So the question I want to ask you today as I conclude is, are you the whosoever that God was talking about? Are you that whosoever today? Whosoever. That's you and me. Whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. It's that simple, people. It's that simple. Saved from their sins and inheriting. You get to inherit eternal life when we call upon the name of the Lord. And we have this simple prayer we say here. Many churches, hundreds of thousands upon millions of churches say this simple prayer. And if you've never said this prayer before, I would invite you to say this prayer. I, I want you to just stand with me right now as I close. We're all going to, I would invite you all to say this prayer with me. I don't want to just single anybody out. But at this time, I'm talking to you if you've never said this prayer. It's called the sinner's prayer. I'm going to lead you in this prayer. You repeat these words as you hear them. And mean them in your heart and in your spirit. And I promise you, I assure you, that Jesus hears these very words spoken from your heart. Listen and repeat these words. Heavenly Father, I come before you. I recognize that I am a sinner. Uh, that I cannot do life without you. I pray, first of all, that you forgive me. I know you went to the cross and that you died for me. And that on the third day you rose again so that I might have eternal life with you, Jesus. Today, I receive you into my heart as my Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Give yourselves a hand right now if you prayed that prayer. I want, to, I want to tell you right now, you are possibly experiencing right now the Holy Spirit speaking to you. My prayer is that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you right now and reminding you how much He cares for you, how much He loves you. You see, He doesn't want you to walk this life by yourself. And at this point, as, as I'm getting ready to close, if I can have Pastor Anna walk out with uh, Bill and Dee Dee, they're going to get ready. 
for the baptism. We're going to meet him right out there here just momentarily. But let me tell you, you know what the Bible says if you said that prayer for the first time? The Bible says this, that the angels of heaven rejoice over one person that comes to God and says a prayer of forgiveness. I want to encourage you today, if you said that prayer, let me know. Just just say, Pastor Rick, I, I said that prayer today for the first time. I want to be praying for you. I want to encourage you. I want to just remind you that, that God wants to bless your life. He wants to strengthen you and give you peace and encouragement. I know this year in 2020, all of us need encouragement. I don't care where you're at in life. We all need encouragement right now. We need encouragement like never before. And God promises he'll never leave us nor forsake us. Amen. We give you thanks. We give you praise this afternoon. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your wonderful mercy. We thank you, Father, for forgiveness today. Lord, we receive that today. Now, I pray a blessing over everyone as our custom is every Sunday. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thanks for listening. For more information, be sure to check out our Facebook page at Foothill Christian American Canyon.